everybody. Welcome to Dragon at the Movies. Hi, Berto. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Dragon at the Movies. Unfortunately, we still we, we haven't had Alejandro on this in a while. And that's because he is just too much of a menace right now to <laughs> put on camera. He literally just fits fucking psychopath. And basically, if if I tried to record while he was in the room, all you would hear is just, ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah. As I'm describing the movies. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Very vocal currently. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, anyway. It checks out. It's almost like he's uh, trying to learn how to talk. <laughs> I mean, he's not. That's a problem. Well, he is. He just, he's just like, what this he's is doing step now. One. What I like, what he's doing now is he's pointing at things and then he's like, like pointing at something and being like, I want this. Mm-hmm. And then when I put like something that he doesn't want in his face, he just does like the, and then he turns his head away real fast. So he's getting snooty, basically. <laughs> His more his major form of communication with you is sass. Yeah, it's like, do you want eggs? No. Oh yeah. god, Ugh. disgusting, idiot. It's like, do you want this piece of paper? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, That's hoops, basically what's happening? Hoops among us does not want a piece of paper over eggs. To be fair, <laughs> it's like, of course, why would you want eggs when you're starving? Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway. So that so is that what you've been up to, Bruno? How how are you? I've tried to manage a toddler. It's just yeah. crazy. He just doesn't, doesn't. I keep telling him what to do and he doesn't do it. Yeah, it's weird. So, it's, it's almost like he doesn't. Weird. It's almost like a toddler doesn't have the brain capacity to, to, gotta, to do the thing that you do, say. What I have to do is uh, I got to lay the hammer down and still <laughs> some respect on to him. Hey, you did just watch that um, Sylvester Stallone documentary. So yeah. you, you, you learned a couple things. <laughs> Look how he turned out. Uh, he could have gone one of two ways, and he went the good one. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I would, I would argue, probably the rarer one. <laughs> All right, Dragon. Uh, how was your week? Uh, it's okay. I'm uh tired, and uh, my body is hurting <laughs> at this point. Nice. Yep, my back, my back hurts. It turns out when you carry twenty extra pounds, just like on the front of you, like weighted vest, but it's on your mm-hmm. tum tums, it kind of hurts your back. <laughs> are you saying that biologically we are designed poorly? Yes, that's it exactly should have. It you should have the baby growing on your shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> if the baby could just grow on my back like I'm doing a, a squat, that would be mm-hmm. right. perfect. Like right on the upper back by the yeah, neck. Yeah, 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 by the neck. Perfect yeah. spot. Maybe like spill. Maybe like his his legs go over one shoulder and his arms go over the other shoulder. Yeah, I feel like that would make birth a lot easier too. He's like up oh, yeah. there for something. Oh yeah. Um, Andrew just keeps being like, I can't believe this is how this works. <laughs> I mean, yeah, for real. It, it, it truly it doesn't make sense um but you know so i'm hanging in there <laughs> how did how did humans survive till now dude like, i think like i think just... I, I think a lot of us died honestly oh no i'll tell you how it's because men us men dragon we would mm-hmm. go out and protect you women's oh okay so like, uh, here comes a rhino get the spears boys okay i i, I meant more like in childbirth <laughs> Oh yeah, well, in, in pregnancy and childbirth, we just mostly died. Um, I remember reading. I read once, and mm-hmm. again, I don't know how to verify this. So, you yeah. know, you just, just take my word on it, huh? Am I right? Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. High yeah, five? I will um, sure, certainly take your word on whatever bullshit you're about to say. Sure. Uh, apparently, up until the turn of the, the century, until up until turn of 1900. Yep. The uh, death rate in for pregnancy was about 10. percent Okay. So one in every 10 pregnancies ended in the death of the mother. Yeah, that's bad. Um, <laughs> and I yeah, assume, and... I assume therefore also the baby, probably. Yeah, yeah, 
and then the uh well yeah of course and then once once we basically were like okay let's stop having like home births mm-hmm. and start having them in hospitals mm-hmm. that's when like the birth well and the hospitals figured out how to like not kill the babies with infections how to, how to wash their hands yeah <laughs> yeah once those two things happened suddenly it was like wait a minute it seems like the babies or the women aren't dying as much yeah so. there was a there was actually a it, so the way it went was like you know you had like a relatively high mortality rate right mm-hmm. and then women started going to hospitals and the mortality rate skyrocketed because hospitals at the time were not washing their hands. People, the doctors would go straight from the morgue to the delivery room and like put their hands in your vagina while it's getting torn open. It's like terrible. Uh-huh. And then once germ theory came about and they started washing their hands, mortal- that's when mortality rate really like plummeted. Well, it wasn't just the fact that they like wouldn't wash their hands, but it was also like the 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 idea was the sign of a good doctor was a bloody like apron. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the fact that you have blood just everywhere and germs and diseases that no one even knew about existed back then that was a sign of like oh like the bloodier your apron they're like oh that's a good doctor absolutely crazy like (laughs) like disgusting wildly disgusting (laughs) um but anyway so things are much better now so far yeah exciting yeah all right dragon i guess we should get started let's do it yeah all right dragon why don't we start with a little segment we like to call the dragon on the couch dragon what did you watch on the couch this week Okay, first, we saw the new Saw movie, Saw X, mm-hmm. or Saw 10. Um, mm-hmm. This is, you can, like, rent it on shit. Um, I think it is technically still in theaters, in some theaters, but, you know, you can rent it on the internet. Or you can find it on the internet somehow. The The internet's don't, magic. We don't, we don't need to endorse these things. But, no, we don't. Well, <laughs> as, as the famous quote goes, the internet is a lot like sex. If you can't find it for free, you're going to have to wind up paying for it. Yeah. Shame. Um, but anyway, uh, it's the new Saw movie. I missed a few of the previous, like most recent Saws. I didn't I didn't watch them. I know the the, oh, the, the, nah, the last one is supposed to be not very good. Um, So this was kind of like a, as far as I understand it, more of a return to form in terms of like, you get people, they did, they did things, they're being tortured in these like elaborate devices. That they have a chance of escaping, maybe, <laughs> you know, if they like do everything right and like inflict a lot of pain on themselves. So like fun torture por- porn, I would say. And I think this is a pretty good example of that. I had fun. I had fun watching it, to be honest. As a Saw-y, I would yeah. say the these movies are never like, what makes sense? What's logical? What no. story? Blah, blah, blah. It's always just in the like how can we just show the fun the fun kills yeah and uh i mean i i kind of enjoyed all of them i can't really say that any of them are particularly bad just because like they're all generically the same they're all generically the same it's just like if you like one you're gonna wind up liking all of them if you don't like you know if you're you don't be like there's no if someone if someone ever comes up to you and they're like oh ignore the ignore these just watch saw seven that one's the best one it's like no. yeah shut up yeah. shut up shut up shut up i don't even remember I've, I've seen all of them i don't even remember what happened in saw seven yeah i couldn't tell you no. i couldn't tell you what None happened in any of them yeah um anyway i thought it was worth a watch i liked it 10 out of 10 hi no, just like you know okay it was okay um anyway so i watched that one and, and it's like you know it's the this thing about a the the gist of it is that the saw guy is back and he yes and he uh he goes to like another country to get treated for his brain cancer and hilarity ensues Mm -hmm. that's yeah anyway that's saw 10 
Next, um, we ventured out to the theater and we saw the new um, uh, holiday horror movie, Thanksgiving. Exciting. By Eli Eli Roth. Yeah, this is an Eli Roth uh, Thanksgiving horror movie. Um, It's set in fucking Massachusetts and everybody has that fun Massachusetts accent. I was like, Eli Roth is from Massachusetts, right? Because there's no way anybody would ever (laughs) do this this way if he was. And Andrew's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Um, I liked it. I thought it was fun. Fun, dumb. It's slasher. It's It's a Thanksgiving holiday slasher. Enjoyed it. I gotta say. I mean... What what other Thanksgiving holiday slashers are there? I don't know. I I think there is like one or two others, but I but this one was good. Gina Gershon's in it, so that's fun. Just for a little bit though, not for Same. a long time. Patrick Dempsey's in it. Uh, some people I didn't know were in it. It I I really had a good time. I had a great time watching it. It was very fun. An hour forty six okay. minutes slasher. You get some good deaths. Uh, enjoyable and you get those fun fucking like boston adjacent accents that you're just like oh my god i love it (laughs) these Mm -hmm. people are crazy very exciting yeah um and just in time for the holiday you know so that's nice um okay next uh and that's that's in theaters still i think i don't think it's out streaming anywhere but i'm sure it will be soon Mm -hmm. um so berto i finally finally what what do friends do they take each other's Advices, huh? Advices, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and also, I li- I blank check did this, so I, oh, I, it's not my advice. It's blank yeah, I mean, advice. Listen, um, I finally watched the last Park Chan Wook movie oh. that I had not seen, mm-hmm. um, and that is The Handmaiden. Um, Berto, I believe you said ten out of ten. You love this movie, yes. And I'm going to guess it's mostly for the scissoring. <laughs> oh, I mean, a lot. Of I mean, this movie. I, okay, go, go ahead, and now, now I'll, I'll tell you. Explain okay. So I, I. This is a like, it's it's listed as a romance thriller, which I guess is true. Um, it is. It's very Park Chan Wook. It's it. I I I did not like the part one. I was bored and I didn't get it. I was like, or I got it, but I was like, I don't I don't understand. Like, this is just not that interesting to me. I'm, this doesn't feel like a Park Chan Wook to, to movie to me. And then part two <laughs> happens, and I'm like, oh yes, it is. <laughs> It's a Mark Jamal movie, and this is great. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I gotta say, like, I was real skeptical at the beginning, and then it won me over completely. And the two, the last two thirds of this movie were wonderful. Uh, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Exciting, very yeah. exciting. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I guess I don't Do- just have to say too much about it. There's like, I mean. There- there's the twist that you don't want to like reveal. You know, there's like four it. twists in the movie. So. <laughs> It, it basically does the uh, what do you call it? The what's the movie you saw last week that with the all the twists? Oh, um, um wild, wild, things, wild, things. wild things, yeah. Well, it wasn't last week, but it does the wild things thing where it's like halfway into the movie, uh, uh you know, a twist happens, yeah, and then three quarters into it, a twist, you happens. get another, twist, and then another yeah. part, another twist happens. And it's just like these twists, except it's almost as if he saw wild things and was like, I can do better. Oh, and he did, I I just, and he I nailed it. Think, <laughs> the problem was he just couldn't fit a threesome scene in there. He just fucked up on that one. <laughs> yeah, but, that is true. Again, my favorite part of this, and I guess spoiler spoiler alert. There's a like at, at some point in the movie, there's a lesbian scene. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Then he's like, "All right, let's keep going on with the story." And then he's like, "You know what? I don't feel like I haven't explored that lesbian scene enough." Goes back in time. Yep. Shows the continuation of it. More of the lesbian scene. Then continues. And he's like, all right, now now we can continue with the story. And then it's, it's almost at the end, he's like, you know what? 
we gotta go back. We gotta go we back. Gotta go we back. gotta really it's it's gotta we really have to establish this lesbian team. It's like it's the pinnacle of the movie. It's the most important. It's a hinge point. Yeah. Nothing else will make sense unless we go into it and then explore it even more. Yep. So <laughs> ten out of ten. Highest <laughs> of recommends. It actually is kind of wild how like it's like it's like that's ex- that is a hundred percent accurate in this movie. Berto is not exaggerating mm-hmm. anything. No, no, not, it's it's I. There is no exaggeration. It's one hundred percent exactly what happens. In the and movie. each each time they go back, like the first first time you see that lesbian scene, it's like pretty chaste. Like you know, they hint at stuff. You like see, th- mm-hmm. but like it's mm-hmm. not. And then the second time you're like, oh, that's a little more graphic. Oh, okay. oh it's scissors, the, scissoring, scissoring. And then the third time, and then Ryan, the third time you're like, oh my god, <laughs> there's there's toys. What's going on? There's like a shot of like a woman with like vaginal fluid all over her face. You're just like, oh damn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, anyway, that's the handmaiden. It's really good. It's more ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Um, you can rent it, I believe, on like Voodoo, um, if you would like to watch it. Uh Park Gen Book is great. Highly recommend. It's really so good. good director, also comedic director <laughs> hilarious Although this, i feel like this didn't have as much comedy as you would think no would. no um no. but it's a drama <laughs> that makes sense um okay last um we watched a movie from finland called dogs don't wear pants okay so yes. this okay. this is a 2019 so it's called a romance drama i guess so i mean it's a it's so it's a finnish movie where basically i here's the plot of this movie okay right Mm-hmm. This this dude's wife drowns and he almost drowns trying to save her, but he is saved. His wife does not does not survive. Um, and cut to 10 years later, maybe a little bit more, and he meets a dominatrix and then forms like a relationship with that dominatrix, like a subdom relationship. Um does he pay and- for it or yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's right. And the the thing is like he's into suffocation because of the drowning. Oh, so it just unlocks something into him. In yeah. Him. Yeah, I guess so. But again, like more than 10 years later, it's kind of weird. Uh, the movie's weird. I didn't I didn't dislike it. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be, though, because when I saw the it's on Shutter, by the way, when yeah. I saw the um, one of one of the uh, not the title, when I saw like one of the posters for it, it was like comedic, fun, joyful, which is not the case. <laughs> okay. It's just not the case. It's like a pretty like it i would say this could this movie could have used a little more comedy is what i is what i'm saying like i think it would okay. have been a lot funner if it had leaned on on like the just ridic- absolutely ridiculous premise that this movie is mm-hmm. um but it kind of didn't so i was like oh this is a little like ha- weirdly harsh you know in a way that doesn't make sense for the type of movie that it is i mean you know those things <laughs> i don't i well that was the other thing where i was like maybe it is funny and i just like don't understand finnish humor you know yeah, what i mean maybe it, that's the case it totally could be like I'm, it's just being lost in translation you know um but this has a 90 percent on rotten tomatoes which i am so surprised about i mean just I based on the type of movie rotten tomatoes is I know, not real i know it's I know. not real anymore we, we've learned this already yeah um still still interesting considering mm-hmm. um but yeah that is dogs don't wear pants um it was also like i think it won some kind of award it's really it's really interesting okay yeah it's is, considered an, it, it, sorry i was just looking up the what the genre is considered and it's considered a quote erotic black comedy which again i did not get that much comedy out of it so maybe this is a me problem 
Okay. Okay. But that's why I wanted to watch it. Um, it was in the. It was in some. It was screened at Cannes, basically. Okay. Anyway, that's yeah. all I really. How, ma- how many? How many hours? How many minutes of this of a uh, standing ovation did they give you? Forty. <laughs> I'm 40 minutes standing ovation. They're like, no oh, my goodness. Yeah. And like, no dogs were harmed in this. Oh, 40 minutes just standing there. I'm sure. I'm I will sure. say that is true. No dogs were harmed in this. There, I don't think there was a single animal in this movie, to be honest. <laughs> but that is Dogs Don't Wear Pants. Um, And that is what I watched, Birdo. So why don't you tell me about what you watched in a little segment to call Birdo in the Bed. All right. So I'm going to start with Little Duck or Duck Dragon. It's a rockumentary. A rockumentary. Got it. Albert Brooks Defending My Life. Okay. Now. Do are you familiar with the works of Albert Brooks? Um, yeah, kinda. I mean, uh, it, so I know, like, go into it yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so, so um, he made so basically he started off as like a, I guess you could call him a stand-up, but he really didn't do any stand-up. But he yeah. would just go on like the Tonight Show, or like those those like late night shows, and like would do bits on them, and then become a guest there, and then. Like he, that was, and he he would do that. So he kind of became this, like, I guess almost like a bit player. Yeah. And then started doing stand up a little bit, but for the most part, he would just go up there, do bits and like funny stuff. And it's like very interesting. And the way they described it was like it was kind of doing like alt comedy before it even existed. Yeah. So he would make fun of himself in a certain way that it, as you watch it, you're like, holy shit, that's kind of genius, especially for the time that it was being done in. Okay. Um. Then he started to like get into. He was actually so the history of him is he he actually uh, uh you know what I'll, I'll go into the documentary but okay. like because they go into his the his history. Okay. And um, th- this documentary is directed by Rob Reiner, your boy. Mm-hmm. And um, I, at first I was kind of annoyed because Rob Reiner is Rob Reiner is a very annoying human being, <laughs> and he loves to put himself into everything. Yeah, that's fair. And by that, I mean, he literally the documentary starts with him and Albert Brooks sitting at a dinner table at like a restaurant having the conversation about like, oh, you know, like, tell me about like, oh, you know, you started doing this. You started doing that. But, you know, I immediately I was I I saw that and immediately I just rolled my eyes. (laughs) Of course, Rob Reiner would put himself into this. But then it was like, oh, wait, no, they were friends in high school. Yeah, they're like, like, right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, never mind. You know what? You know what? That my mistake. My yeah. mistake. You know what? He should he should be in that. And it makes sense for him to be in that. And then he's like, um, they actually talked about like their high school. And they were like, Yeah, or their high school had like 10 people who wound up being famous or That's were related insane. to people who were famous. Um and so so Albert Brooks is like he he would do those stand-up bits and then uh eventually like and this is what's described in the documentary, because uh, it's basically just like a description of his of his career. Yeah. And uh, eventually he got asked to do like L- Lauren Michaels was like, oh, I'm thinking of doing this like bit show. Yeah. Um, And I want you to be the the, the guest, the the host of it. Yeah. And then he kind of was like, uh, I don't know. I mean, everyone does these bitch. Why don't you have like revolving guests? That doesn't yeah. make, that would make more <laughs> sense. And then they were like, well, oh, that's a dumb idea. And then, you know, six months later, it's like, oh, it's, we're going to have revolving guests. Yeah, it's SNL. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there was something else he did with SNL, which is like he started doing like uh, video bits for it. Mm-hmm. So like he would do pre-recorded bits. Yeah. And then they would air it. And then that became like the thing that separated SNL from everyone else. Everyone else would only do like live bits and they started doing some pre-tape stuff. So he influenced SNL like that. And then, of course, he was like, you know what? I'm going to start making movies. 
And then he did a lot of movies that were just like, I'm just going to talk about what the fuck I want to talk about. And most yeah. of it was just like relationship stuff. Yep. Did you it did you like, see, did you see broadcast news? Yes. It's so Fucking good. Great. It's so a, good. It, I, 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 we, me and Andrew watched it maybe like last year or the year before. And mm-hmm. I can't believe how much I love that movie. Yeah. It was fucking great. Yeah. Um, I also saw back in the day, I saw a movie called, uh, defending your life. They, mm-hmm. that, which is what it's based. That's probably what he's most best known then. Um, that was funny. And then there was another movie that I saw like somewhat recently. It was, uh, I think it was called, um, finding comedy in the Muslim world. And that it's literally, fam- that sounds familiar. I, but yeah. I don't... It's, it sounds like a documentary, but it's like I'm Albert. The movie is like I'm Albert Brooks mm-hmm. and I'm going to like the Middle East and like Muslim countries to ask people what they find funny. Yeah. So that way, like it's like if you can figure out what people find funny, then culturally you can make a connection. And that way we can like figure out all that stuff and blah, blah, blah. Right. And it's like so interesting. And it but was like a very like we it was interesting and funny and weird and then of course at the very end like they do the text credits and he like starts an international incident it's fucking really funny it's really funny okay um he's all he also wrote a, written books so i remember reading one of his books but it was it, so the documentary was just like a look at, at the works of his life as as they progress and as he got to that point the point where he is now where he's like the elder statesman yeah and now he's like everyone everyone kind of like knows him and respects him so like that that's kind of where he is now so anyway it was just a documentary about that and i thought it was fucking great yeah sounds good and especially especially if you're someone who's like i don't know albert brooks i don't know anything about him i don't know what he's about i, I think it's a great introduction to him and then hopefully you'll you'll like go back and be like you know what i want to see a couple of these movies that he made yeah cuz uh yeah they're great yeah agree all right so 10 out of 10 Dragon, next. <laughs> yes. Oh, wait, what is that streaming on? Uh, sorry, it's on Max. Okay. The one to watch next. for HBO? Correct. Next. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, next. Also on Max, the one to watch for HBO, <laughs> I watched a little movie called Blue Beetle. This is the latest installment of the DCU? Sure. The, I don't know. The, I don't. I think it's the last one. It's, but it's it came the, out this uh, year. I talked about it earlier because we saw in theaters, right? Yeah. DC. DC Universe, okay? Detective Comics, I think it's short for, but whatever. Um, it is the, the latest movie about uh, on this, which was like, let's just, we have a meh movie. Who gives a shit? This is my assessment of it. It's such a meh movie. No one, who cares? Doesn't yeah. matter. Um, you know what? We're just going to make it super Hispanic. <laughs> Not just super Hispanic, super Mexican-American. Yes. Now, I want to be like this movie is fucking it's what it's it's fine. It's fine. It's just there. It's whatever. You know, some of the jokes are funny. Some of the parts are funny. I I really like the grandmother of winding up. It turned out that she was like (laughs) uh, like a freedom fighter. (laughs) Yeah, she was some type of like freedom fighter or like something like that. So like when it came time to like we all have to fucking like help help the kid and get get out of there. She just like came up with a plan she made up all the everything she picked up a giant gun murdered people with no remorse it was fucking really funny yeah i'll give you that i like um, that part too yeah now as much as dragon i know what you're gonna say this movie was so like oh my god why was this movie super like so like uh, like heavily mexican and it's like man they really just like overdid it mm-hmm. dragon have you met me or anyone who's Hispanic, we all overdo everything <laughs> when it comes to our culture. 
It's like every single moment we get, we try to speak Spanish. Yeah. We, we fucking bro, bro. If dragon, if I saw a man with with uh, like a Colombian outfit, I would be so excited. If yeah. one day you showed up to my house in the Colombian outfit, I would be fucking giddy as a little school. Girl. I know you would. Your whole family would be like, hell yeah. It would be, yeah, we would all. If like if you showed up, even if you showed up in like the the soccer jersey for our country, we would yeah. fucking like we I would have, all just start fucking cheering. Like I have one of your soccer jerseys that you guys got me in Colombia that I, that wear, I wear. I do wear it. I it's like a it's like a workout shirt. Well, it doesn't fit on me anymore, but it's like a workout shirt for me. Very exciting. Anyway, yeah. um, I want to say this movie is a five out of ten, Dragon, but uh. It, there's two things that are uh, that it did that are very near and dear to me. Number one, mm-hmm. the main character's name, Jaime, and yeah. multiple people call him Jamie for no reason, for, for you know, to show for, that they don't for really white pay people attention. reasons. <laughs> yeah, which happens to happen to my brother. Yeah. Um, and number two, his uncle called him calls Jamie Cabezon, which <laughs> is my son's nickname. So you know what? Ten out of ten. Highest of recommends. I thought this movie was super boring. <laughs> this is, this did not do anything for me. Yeah, yeah. No, agree. Agree. Yeah. Agree. But 10 out of 10. But you're saying because there's a Jaime and a Cabezon in it, you're like, you fucking nailed it. Yep, nailed it. I'm all in. Um, Pandering yeah, to I, you. You know, I think I've said it to you. I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but um, all right. I know I've t- told it to you before, but I think that um, Black Panther, ru- Black Panther ruined uh, comic book movies. <laughs> Because it basically was like, well, we're going to go really hard into like black and African culture. Yeah. And then instead, but we're going to make a movie that people are excited for with a character that people like and all that stuff. And people, in, instead of going like, oh, they want a good character. Yeah. That's black and Hispanic and like goes into that culture. They just went, no, 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 no. Quick, get put put a woman in it. Put, get a woman. That will get the women to like, the, the, the character sucks. No, yeah. no, trust yeah. me, trust me. Women are gonna love it. Oh, get 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 a Mexican guy. Mexicans are gonna lose their shit. Trust me, and everyone else will watch it. It's gonna be amazing. Well, it seems like it kind of worked on you. You're not even Mexican, <laughs> but it's only because of the nickname. Oh, okay. Okay. Just because they, they, they tricked you. They tricked you with the names. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, it was very like meh. It was whatever. Yeah. It's exactly what you say. It's, it's nothing exciting. Nothing. It's just yeah. stupid. So whatever. Who gives a shit? Exactly. Anyway. Next, Dragon. Also on the Mac, man, I watched a lot of Max. I was going to say, you really did. Uh, I watched a little movie called Swiss Army Man. Dragon, have you heard of this movie? I have seen this movie. I believe I saw it in theaters. It's with your boy, Daniel Radcliffe, and mm-hmm. your boy, Paul Dano, and your girl, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who's in it for like five minutes. A little bit, yeah. Um, this is directed by The Daniels. That's uh, the guys who did um, Everywhere, Everything, All at Once. Mm-hmm. And I never saw this movie. And part of it is because I, I heard people saying like, ah, it's just like, it's a lot of fart jokes for no reason. It is. And yeah. it kind of like turned me off. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God damn it. Um, I'm not going to say it's fart jokes for no reason, because <laughs> they actually do give a reason why that they kept <laughs> emphasizing the farts. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so I won't say it's no reason. There is a there is a genuine reason why they're like we're gonna do a lot of fart jokes, uh, and it kind of worked out at the end. But yeah. I really like this movie. It's a fucking weird movie, man. It's, it's like... a weird movie that is. It's, I, it sounds like it should be a comedy. Basically, um, if you don't know about this movie, Paul Dano is about to kill himself, and then he finds a dead body. 
yep. which is Daniel Radcliffe, but like the dead body is kind of alive, but can't really move. Yes. And then um, they try to go through the forest. Yeah. Um, but like, and as they're going through the forest, Paul Dano is explaining to Daniel Radcliffe about what it is to be alive as a human being. And um, in order to try to like get him to, because every time he, he explains more and more of it, Daniel Radcliffe becomes more and more alive. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, is it? It's you know what? I was like, this is really interesting. And the ending happened, and I was like, oh fuck! I did not see that one coming. And then, yeah, then the ending, <laughs> then the very last scene happened, and I was like, all right, now I'm more confused than anything else. I don't. I actually don't really remember a ton about the movie. I remember um, leaving it and being like, that was weird, but I liked it. And that's like, mm-hmm. and I remember like some of the fart stuff. I remembered the the suicide thing. And I vaguely remember Mary Elizabeth Winstead being in it, but I like that's well, all I got. Part of the reasons for the farts is because uh, Paul Dano's father always like shamed or basically shamed them, being like, "Your human beings don't fart in front of each other," and oh. that's why that's why it's such a like big centerpiece of the story. Because at first I, it's I like, forgot, man, I forgot this, all about that. Yeah, yeah. At first I'm like, man, there's just a lot of fart jokes for no reason, and then they kind of explain that, and I'm like, oh, wow, okay, I get it now. I yeah, get yeah. why there's either just so much farting in this movie. I get yeah. it. I get it. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. I really, really liked the Dragon. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I'm, I'm glad you liked it. I, it's like, it's like one of those movies. I feel like, I feel like it's in the territory of like the Lobster, where like it's a weird movie, and like some people really like it, and some people you, don't. You kind of just got to go with it, and if yeah. you can't, then it's just not for you. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb, Dragon. I'm gonna say, uh, the Daniels, pretty good directors. Go to making movies. Turns out, yeah. You know, yeah. I know controversial, controversial thought. <laughs> you mean like multi uh, Oscar winning for that one movie? Directors? I mean, just, not <laughs> just the movie, the movie of the fucking year and pro- possibly the decade. Yeah. <laughs> Universally, movie, everyone loves a movie that like there's no way if someone asked me, like, what is the movie about? I would have to be like, I, I can't describe it to you. You just trust me. You have to go see it. Yeah. And just go with it and yep. you're going to love it. And I would just be like, and it's like, okay, but can you give me some kind of, I, it's like, no, no, I can't. I literally can't. I yeah. can't. And if the, the the way, if I try to describe the movie to you, you're going to not want to watch it because it sounds awful. Yeah. And yet somehow it fucking was amazing. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I mean, you can say the same thing about Swiss Army Men, but I, I don't think, I think it was amazing. I don't, I think it was great. I think, you know, I think it was great. I don't think it was like amazing. Okay. But, that's fair. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a fucking high standard if you're going to start doing that. Anyway, next. Excuse me, Dragon. I watched also on Max. Wow, really, really, it wasn't on Max. I, I watched The Nun Two. This is a sequel to The Nun, which is part of the uh, what do you call them? The fucking yep. those the the two the family the the, yeah. the husband wife Annabelle uh, is part of it as well. The Conjurverse. Uh, yes, yes. The Conjurverse. Are we gonna call Thank them you. the Conjurverse? Yes, yes. Or are we the gonna call it the, and all those. Yes. The Warrenverse. I don't know. Probably the Warrenverse. Because yes. of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think the conjure I think the controverse works. Okay, the controverse. The Nun too. Uh, this is a sequel to The Nun, which was a meh movie. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, yeah, this movie was uh, man, it's like fifty two percent of Rotten Tomatoes. This is probably like a three out of ten. It's not. I actually no. watched. It. I actually watched it not that long ago, oh, yeah? and I didn't even bother to talk to you about it because I, I was mean, like, look, it kind of lost me halfway through, and I was like, eh, I don't really, I don't really care it, about it. What it felt like was a series of jump scares and 
it's like someone was like, I have a good idea for how to make the nun appear or like a scary concept. Yeah. And they just film those and then just piece together a story. And then we're supposed to be like, okay. And then the ending, I had to literally go on Wikipedia and read, wait, what happened? And then I read it and I was like, oh, I wish, I wish the movie would have explained that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Meh. not good. Yeah, Meh. I agree. Anyway, next. Dragon, uh, I watched a little movie called Munchies for How Did This Get Made? Do you remember the the go- the gremlins? Not the gremlins, gremlins. Yes, I do remember okay. gremlins. Take let's take gremlins. Okay. And let's remake it. Except with no money and no actors. But you know what? They put it in a world that fucking is crazy and insane. It's perfect for a podcast called How Did This Get Made? Mm-hmm. And it I mean, it's it's perfect for that context. If you're not going to watch it for that, don't fucking bother. It's not good. Um, I don't know why. I don't. There's nothing else to say about it. Don't don't fucking. It's bad. It's not good. It's not definitely not good. Fair. Okay, sorry. I hit the cough button. All right, next. <laughs> yes, go. All right, I'm gonna just try to shoot through the next couple, just because uh, it's not good. Uh, okay. I saw a movie called Abstemia. Absentia. Abstemia. I believe it's absentia. 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 You're adding some T's in there that aren't it. Absentia. 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 Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, you watch this. Absentia. Absentia. And of course, it's about, anyway. a, it's about a Tia that's not around. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, this uh, I saw this on um, my prime and Uh I was like, I was like, this is an interesting cover, but I've been fooled before. So what I did was I went on, uh, you know, Google to Google the name. And apparently I saw it was directed, written and directed by Mike Flanagan. Dragon, this is a Flanny. This is a Flanny? Not just is this a Flanny. This is the first Flanny. This is a 2011 movie that was made for 70 grand. Oh, wow. And I was like, this is a flanny? Okay. You know what? I'm in if it's a flanny. Yeah. I don't care. And I'm going to expect it to be as cheap and as nothing is happening and blah, 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 all that stuff. I'm expecting a, a, a really bad movie. Mm-hmm. But I'm fucking, I'll, I'll watch it just to see the start of a flanny. And um, it was an interesting concept. It's basically like uh, one sister is an ex-addict and she goes to visit uh, another sister who's pregnant, mm-hmm. whose husband had disappeared. I believe it was eight years ago. Okay. And you know, she's pregnant. Right. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> All right. And um, so she and she's literally and the the sister is literally like, okay, it's time for me to move on. I'm gonna file like my husband disappeared eight years ago. I have no trace of him. Nothing. Police yeah. have no idea what happened. I'm gonna file the paperwork to get the death certificate so I can move on with my life. And uh, as it's happening, it's kind of like kind of like hinted that she's banging the detective, lead detective. Okay. Uh, and then like. Finally, she gets that done. She calls the police detective. She's like, I- I'm, "I'm all right. I'm ready to go out on like a date date with you. And then we can like be, be t- op- together openly and all that stuff. And that day, the husband shows back up. <laughs> and basically, it's like, oh, I've been uh, I was kidnapped in a tunnel. Yeah. But like I was around, but not around like I was around, but no one could see me. Okay. And uh, then he gets kidnapped again. And then eventually the other people get to kidnap and blah, blah, blah. It was very cheaply done. 
Okay. It's seventy thousand dollars, and trust me, it's it's seventy thousand dollars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I found it interesting because I felt like what it was doing was he was like, let me just talk about these family relationships, and talk about like what it is to be an addict, which is and kind of talking like, about that kind of stuff. That's like... right. I know. Interesting. <laughs> right. Weird. Um, and because I felt like, oh, okay, oh, I see what he's fucking saying. He's saying that when you're an addict you kind of disappear and then people are just kind of like, well, you know, you know, fucking your brother is, he's, he's off doing drugs. And then kind of like everyone knows you're around, but they don't want to fucking see you. And I think that's what he was really trying to say. And I found it interesting. It was 90 minutes. And you know what? I felt like this was, this was not a good movie, but it was an interesting planning. All right. That's fair. It It was interesting because it's a planning and you get to see a lot of like the things that, eventually become what flanny is known for yeah um but yeah yeah interesting 2011 movie um okay. I, I don't think anyone should watch it unless you're like a hardcore flanny and you're like i want to see where he yeah. starts if it's like you're, that, if like, you're if you're a, if you're a flanny completionist i think it makes sense yeah but like you don't have to yeah. you know it's not necessary all right next watch some little movie called influencer this was on the shutters dragon this is about some this is actually uh, pretty interesting. So it starts off with this woman who's like a social media influencer doing mm-hmm. it on, like, let's say Instagram. They don't say Instagram, but it's Instagram. Right. And she's on vacation in Thailand. And then she happens to meet some other chick who's like, oh, I'll take you around in this place. And then they she takes her around and is like, oh, here's a beach. This is that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and then she takes her to an island and is like, cool. Um, I drugged your drink. Uh, you're going to wake up and in about then you're basically going to starve to death because there's no food out here. And then basically what this chick, the the the, the local chick, let's call her, what she did was she then did that. And then mm-hmm. she, she, so she's apparently a serial killer because this is what she does. And then what she does is she'll like take the person's social media and like go around, take pictures as if she's her yeah. and then use like uh, photo software and video software to edit the, original girl's face onto her face and then she does that for a while lives in her house and all that stuff and does that for like a while and then gets bored and then we'll go move on to the next target interesting this sounds vaguely familiar but i don't think i've seen it interesting concept um and the ending went to fun places i the entire time i was like i don't know if this is a good movie but it's held it held my interest the entire time all right 90 minutes um it's on shutter so you know what uh, for for random movie I found on Shutter, you could do so much worse. Yeah. Uh, oh, excuse me. You could do so. Hold much on. Worse. Let me let me do the the. Let me use my cough button. Okay, Berto's gonna mute so he can cough his lungs out right now. <laughs> okay, I'm good. You nailed it. Oh, next I watched the a movie called The Last Witch Hunter, starring your boy Vin Diesel and Elijah Wood and. Rose Leslie, that's uh, you know the chick from uh, Tits and Dragons, Game of Thrones. Okay, the ones who's like, oh, you know nothing, Jon Snow. <clears throat> Hold on, let me. <clears throat> right. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Oh my god, you're the worst. All right, and it also has your boy Michael Caine. You know Michael Caine. <laughs> um, next. Jesus Christ, it yes, was. Next. Uh, it's uh, it's all right. It's basically like he's the last witch hunter who was cursed to be immortal. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically it's like starts off like let's say a, a 500 years ago and he kills uh, like Vin Diesel kills the last witch and then she curses him with like you're gonna live forever 
and now he's just a, like an immortal and somebody has figured out how to kill him and okay you know it's an action movie from i think it was filmed in 2015 it, it's fine it's whatever it's good i mean you could do worse you could also do better that's fair let's say five out of ten okay that's meddling Next. yeah i understand yeah, meddling uh i'll do one more okay one okay. more i i did it dragon I went ahead and watched the greatest casino in the and on an airplane movie ever made. I watched Money Plane on the Tubi. This is starring uh, Adam Copeland. Is that his name? That's fucking Edge. For if you if you're a wrestling fan, it's Edge. Okay. And a bunch of other people, including Chelsea Grammer, who is in this movie, and I, frankly speaking. Based on the, how the movie was filmed and everything, I was like, why the fuck? Where the fuck did they find money to get Chelsea Grammer to be in this movie? That's just weird. And also, he is. They, I'm sure they paid him. He's like, here's 10 bucks. Can you be in our movie? He's like, yeah, sure. And they're like, all right, you know, it's only $10. So don't go nuts. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> if you get me, you get Chelsea Grammer. All right. Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer. Are you sure? Kelsey Grammer, Are you sure that he didn't just like need a payday real? But like he owed some taxes and was like, I guess I, I gotta well, fucking do this. The budget for this is half a million dollars. There's no fucking oh, way. Oh, so no. <laughs> yeah. It's just, he probably just took it. They were like, hey, it's an afternoon. And he's like, no problem. But I'm still going to give it my fuck. And so you're still getting a 10 out of 10 performance yeah. for me. Um, basically, uh, Edge has to go to this casino in the sky and, you know, steal the money for Kelsey Grammer. Okay. That's the movie. Um. I will say the most interesting thing about this is that it looks like it was filmed in one warehouse that they then just put up like walls and like curtains. And they were like, this is one room. And then they, they took it down and then put it up and they're like, all right, this is another room because that's, that's the quality of like set design that you saw. And the once that was in my head, that was all I could think about the entire movie. And that held my interest. Besides that, this movie is terrible. It's yeah. 80 minutes long. It's like it, it's bad. It looks like a uh, college student was like, I'm going to I'm going to show I'm going to I'm going to use just I'm going to use this as just like a, a proof of concept that I can make an action movie yeah. because it hit all the action movie spots. Um, yeah, it's great. And I mean, look, the, the storyline makes no fucking sense. For some reason, the, all these rich people get on a plane and then go fly because in international whatever airspace airspace, like there's no laws. So they just go up there. They're in a casinos. They're betting on all sorts of stuff. But like the stuff they're betting on is stuff that's happening like on the ground. So it's like, how long will a man survive fighting a, a poisonous snake? <laughs> and then they all bet how the amount of time. But it's like, yeah, but somewhere that's happening. Yeah, <laughs> it's illegal there. I don't and know so- why you have to go into the sky to do this. Are you saying there might be some plot holes in the, this- the movie Money Plane? A lot of plot holes. <laughs> Fair. Anyway. 10 out of 10. Highest of recommends. Okay. Just watch it just to sit there. If you just put it in your head, like this was all filmed on one fucking sound set. <laughs> and they just kept putting up like fucking curtains and then yeah. we'd take them down into the next set. Put them up and then take them down. And I could not stop thinking about that as I was watching this. So 10 out of 10, Dragon. All right. Uh, I got a couple more, but we can move on. We can talk okay. about those next week. Okay. Next all week. right, Dragon. We did it. Yes. We made it. Made it to our final segment. See. Dragon at the movies. Dragon, I chose this week, right? You sure did. So I chose a little movie called 12 Angry Men. All right. This was 
it sorry this movie was one hour 36 mm-hmm. minutes it was uh it came out in 1957 it is currently on the tubies it is directed by your boy sydney lumont and your boy uh, sorry starring your boy henry fonda and 11 other dudes that <laughs> i sure are famous i don't know their names correct yes <laughs> unfortunately i do not know about movies from the 50s so i don't it, recognize these people is it sydney lumet i think his last name might be lumet let's just say lumont well there's no n it's l-u-m-e-t i'm gonna say lumont i think it's lumet anyway uh all right you, you want to you want to drag into the movies for this i nothing would make me happier than if you gave me one of your world famous okay. dragon at the movie synopsis. Uh, okay, so Twelve Angry Men is um, basically about a uh, it, the whole movie is just the jury deliberation for a first degree murder trial, um, and it's just uh, basically a, the dynamics of these twelve men put in a room together to decide the fate of another kid, essentially, um, and uh, it's it, it, it's like a the most genius play on group dynamics I have ever seen. <laughs> and also uh, very true based on my experiences on juries as well. <laughs> Just extremely, extremely accurate in every way. I loved this movie, Bruno. Can we, it was can we just do... So wait, wait, I, I'm, I'm sorry, are we done with the Dragon yeah, of the Movies yeah, and yeah, all yeah. this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, what it's, it's, the hilarity ensues? Oh, oh, oh yes. Uh, that's, and then, like, and then the hilarity whole, ensues. That's your whole thing. How my do bad. you miss that? My bad. Sorry, I got okay. really excited about Twelve Angry Men. <laughs> all right, no, so, all right, let, let's get into this bad boy. Number yes. one, yes. Well, actually, you have experience in this, right? Because I've only been on jury. Well, I've I've done jury duty, but I've never selected. I guess they like interviewed me, and then we're like, we can't have this fucking person. Yes. <laughs> There's no so, way we can have this person be in this trial. So I've been on I've been oh. on two grand juries. Which is mm-hmm. insane. So grand jury is not quite the same like as trial jury. The stakes aren't as high because you're indicting somebody. You're basically just saying, yes, this person can get charged with a felony. But you're not saying this person did the felony. And you're not like nothing. You're not in charge of like their punishment. Like, it, you know, in this case, it was very, very clear that if they find this kid guilty, he is going to the electric chair. He is going. Yeah, to they say that they yeah. basically say it's a death penalty case. Um, yeah, it's a mandatory question. death penalty case. Yes. Go. Question uh, in your grand jury. Did you? need unanimous con- it had to be unanimous or could it no. be like you know it did know, not so, a majority so for grand jury it's majority it does not have okay. to be unanimous yeah okay yeah but in in terms of like the way things are discussed in or the way we discuss things when, when i was on in on grand jury this was like so incredibly close mm-hmm. right it would be like, okay, guys, like we just heard all the evidence for this case. Does anybody want to discuss it before we vote? Or let's just take a vote first. We'll take a vote first, see where we all are, and then we'll discuss if like somebody wants to discuss. Like that's kind of how you how we did it, you know? And well, th- the crazy thing is as a jury, you just get to decide that. Like you don't it, nobody tells you like you should vote first, then you should do this, and you have to discuss. I mean, you just get to crazy? decide. No, but I mean, it's not crazy. It's just like, it's interesting. So okay. the, fir- the first yeah. two times I served on a jury, it's just very interesting that you get basically no guidance. They're just like, however mm-hmm. you guys want to decide to do this, you get to do it. And we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so part of it is that you're supposed to have no guidance. Yeah. Yeah. That's so the it's point. not like, yes. it's not like, oh, it's crazy that we have no guidance. Look, the whole thing is like, look, you heard the evidence. You, you guys go in there. You get in there and hammer it out. Figure yeah. out what the fuck has to be done. You know, mm-hmm. if you have to do a fucking trial by by jury or whatever is a trial by death or trial by battle yeah and you guys fucking if you if it, if it comes out that you guys are decided a fist fight's gonna decide it then that's 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 what you guys decided 
yeah journey I, of your I mean, peers i guess so it it is just interesting and i feel i feel like if you've never been on a jury before like you don't realize you don't realize how uh uh la- how much leeway you have as a juror i would well, say well i i know that because i saw the Polly shore movie jury duty so <laughs> i feel like i'm an expert in this right 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 <laughs> an expert um it's also when i was on those juries it was really interesting because we would start out and like people would have an opinion and then by the end people would change their minds and change their votes because like you had a discussion and people pointed stuff out that other people didn't realize and like you talked through the evidence and like you could ask questions you could be like yeah he said this but I don't really understand why he said that did anybody else catch that and then somebody else can be like oh yes I caught that and also I caught that he said this and this and this and that makes more sense then you're like oh okay you know like you can get your mind changed so what one thing I really liked about this movie and that it re- what it really was trying to emphasize was that um, and at least in my opinion, was yeah. that there is no such thing as an impartial jury. No. You walk into that room with the baggage that you have from your life. And that is every single person in that fucking in all 12 characters in this came in with baggage, with yeah. the baggage of what's going on the outside in your life. Like the guy who just he was like, I don't give a fuck about this case i just i have fucking tickets to the yankee game i want to go to the yankee Yankee game so if everyone else is voting guilty i'll fucking vote guilty sure and then once it started to turn he was like i'll vote i'm not guilty i don't give a fuck i want to go to the yankee game that's what i care about a thousand percent (laughs) and it didn't try to read it like the movie did not redeem him which i really liked it didn't go like oh you know what i should care about no it was like no i look I, I voted guilty now that now that the majority is not guilty, I'm voting not guilty. And that's my that's it. That's my reasoning, yeah. which I fucking I love the fact that that character was not redeemed so much because, uh, again, a, a lesser movie would have been like, no, we have to show that everyone learned to care. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, we don't. You absolutely don't. Not only that, but like it, it, it was so interesting to see like the. It, it was interesting to see like the the biases play out in a in without it being like super duper direct, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it was like you did get the one guy who was like clearly racist, and they were all but, like, you know, eventually he, turned on him. But one thing I liked was that happened like with twenty minutes left in the movie. Yeah. The entire time he's talking and he's saying the same things, but he's not. It's never as direct. Right. So he's kind of dropping in hints and hints and hints. It's not until he gets so mad that he just declares like, bro, I am fucking. I mean, look, the, frankly speaking, the, the, the one character who should have been black in this should have been the fucking defendant because that's everything that was hinted at that. But well, for whatever I, feel like reason, it, I feel like it was hinted at that he's Spanish. I, I thought I thought they just well, I, you can't tell because it's a black and white movie, but I just thought yeah. they I just thought they were like, instead of saying black, we're just going to replace it with poor. So that way it opens it up to yeah. more people. Yeah. So that that way you could be like, oh, I think it's Hispanic. Oh, I think it's this. Oh, I think it's that. But it was yeah. very much implied that like <clears throat> that, like a lot of these people look down upon this kid. It was kind of like, oh, he starts. He, he came from trash. So he is trash. Yeah. And, but yeah, it, that guy just stands up and starts going on a fucking racist rant. And I was like, I'm so happy. Again, I'm so happy that that happened. Yeah, because they were hinting at it. They were dropping in hints that of that. But he stands up and he goes so nuts into it that even the other people who kind of agreed with him were like, yeah, no, this is too much for me. Yeah. And, that, and that's what I was like, man, how racist do you have to be in the 1950s for like a, a group of white men to be like too far? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bro, come on. 
<laughs> excuse me too far um i i also okay so we should probably start out with like basically you you get dropped into the jury room like you get mm-hmm. you you literally become... the trial ends yes the trial ends the judge says the judge goes like well you guys have to go decide the state and then they and also go into the jury room. and that's where you also get the and by the way uh this is mandatory death sentence if you vote guilty and then you also get to see the kid you also get to see the kid on trial and you see how young he is like he's mm-hmm. like a child he's a child he's a like baby. He, he's a baby yeah and they got they got a guy you know he never did anything else the the accused the guy that played the the guy on trial that's interesting but they also yeah. only hired him for his eyes Yes. And he's like, he's got these like big brown eyes, basically. And he just looks yeah. like a scared kid. Great casting. Um, like a great casting through this whole fucking yes. thing. Um, anyway, so like that's that's all you see. And then you see these guys dropped in, and it's very like these dudes were probably pretty annoyed that they got picked for jury duty, right? Yeah. They just want to like, get this shit over with. This is the it's like the last day of school they, where you're just like, I just want to go home. Like this Yeah, sucks. let's just get this over with. Yeah. And then they all kind of and like one thing I also really liked was that they they hinted that the defense prosecutor didn't give a fuck. No, yeah. Which I was like, oh, that I'm so glad that that happened. It wasn't like this, like, oh, I gotta fight for my guy. Kind of like, eh, whatever. Give him, give. Him. Which opens it up to the fact that like they have to figure out all the flaws in the case instead of it being presented to them by the yeah by the uh, jury. By and, sorry, by the prosecutor, not yeah, the prosecutor, the, the defense. The defense, right? And and it, that that was also so interesting because you're just like it. it you you know off the bat that this kid did not get a fair trial right Mm -hmm. like in terms of like his defense like his defense fucked up they did not do a good job public defender you know like public defender of some poor kid who grew up in a shitty situation like he was he he didn't stand a chance basically and my my favorite thing is like they're like okay let's just all like get vote once and then just to see uh, where we are yeah just to see where and it's Literally just everyone votes guilty except for fucking Henry Fonda. And yep. he literally just says, like, well, I kind of just want to, like, we're about to send this kid off to death. I, I just want to fucking talk about it before we send him off. And, like, again, Henry Fonda, who is playing the, he's essentially, he is the ultimate good. He is yeah. the ultimate fucking good. The, 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 he is not wavered by anything. You, this is a, he is a fucking man's man in terms of manly, manly man. Stoically standing there being like, you all can bitch and yell and scream. I'm not going to be fucking intimidated by you guys. You're going to have to convince me. Yeah. The, you're like, first, you're going to have to talk. About, I want to talk about the trial. And then you're and then as I defend myself, you're going to have to fucking convince me that I'm wrong because yeah. it's beyond the fucking reasonable doubt, which is like he is the sole reason why this fucking kid was was saved because he was the one who was willing to be like, you know what? I, I just want to fucking discuss what yeah. happened. Yeah. And then we'll see what happens. And as they, they discuss what ha- the entire movie is just as they discuss what happens, they start to pull apart the threads of the story that was done by the prosecutor and realized that was none of it made sense. Yeah. <clears throat> Which only happens because Henry Fonda was just like, I'm I, like, I'm not going to be intimidated by you fucking guys. I'm going to say my pieces and then fucking listen to you guys argue. It is such a, it is such a good example of like somebody who 
is able to have the courage, right, to stand up to their to stand up to a room full of people who disagree with you. Mm-hmm. And that is like the that's so hard to do. And it's just like it's the kind of courage you don't see every day because it would be so much easier for him to just be like, OK, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because when he gets shouted down, basically, mm-hmm. in the beginning. But that I just... love that. I, I love that he was just like, I we're being so flippant about sending this kid to death. Like we at least owe him a discussion. Yeah. And the, everyone's being so dismissive. They're all fucking sitting there talking about other stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's the only one who's like, guys, we, we got to fucking focus. Yeah. Like, yo, we're we're talking about someone's fucking life and you guys are fucking playing tic-tac-toe in the corner. Yeah. It's like, like, are you, like, are you fucking kidding right now? <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that. I, I really like that. Fact, those things I, I liked. And I like the guy, the people who they chose as the quote unquote bad guys, yeah. which is the last people to do it, which is number one was the the hothead, the yeah. guy who's like and, he, and not just that, but it was very obvious that he was he was angry at the kid. Yeah. For no reason other than it reminded him of his own son. Yeah. Like he has a bad relationship with his son. His son hasn't spoken to him in two years. And mm-hmm. you can see why, because he's definitely a fucking hothead. He probably beat the shit well, out of that kid. And I mean, he, like... he said it. He said he did. Yeah, he was yeah, like, yeah. my son cried because he didn't see. He got bullied. He got like picked on and yeah. I, he didn't stand up. And he was like, I didn't think he, I had to man him up, which means that he beat the fucking shit out of him. He beat the shit out of that kid for, and, for not fighting, because, basically. Yeah. And that caused a strain in their friend, in their relationship that as a result, he hasn't spoken to him for two yeah. years and he blames his son for it. Yeah. And. excuse me he's taking it out on his on this kid yep because of that and then the other guy is literally like the fucking i'm a nerdy science boy Mm -hmm. and it's literally like i got glasses that's how i prove i'm a science boy and it's not until you know you know how i referred to him there i don't there's no reason for me to do this but i referred to him as the german because he felt like he was (laughs) (laughs) was okay i get you he just the precision of prussian Yes, he just felt super German to me. He didn't have an accent. He, we don't know any of their names, right? No. Like he just like felt German. So I just called him the German the whole time. It's like this weird guy. And, he, and it, it was true. Like he was very much like, I looked at the facts and to me, the facts are saying that he's guilty and I will not yeah. be swayed. I'm I'm Unless- analytical. I'm using my brain and I'm the rest of you are talking about emotions. I'm using pure science. And it's not until someone points out like, like, hey, I have to I have to show you something that to you right. proves like that you can't even deny, which is that like no one sleeps with their fucking glasses on. So yeah. he wakes up. And he's like, she according to the story, the woman woke up and then saw what happened. And it's like she's fucking blind. She well, they don't know. Glasses. They just know that she wears glasses, right? They know she wears glasses, yeah. And it, then finally, it's not until he has to admit, like, yeah, you're right. She yeah. wouldn't be able to have seen what happened. You know what? Boom, you're right. I'm fucking wrong. So, and it's like, that's the one of the hardest people to convince is someone who, who not not someone who is smart, someone who, well, someone who is so smart that they're like, I figured it out. I yeah, All yeah. the rest of you are stupid. I yeah. figured it out. I just <laughs> well, like, excuse me. I just like that what what ends what ends up happening is Henry Fonda goes, listen, there are a lot of there are a lot of facts in this case, right? Facts mm-hmm. in this case. And if the if the um defense had done their job, they would have poked holes in every single one of these things. But yeah. they didn't. So we have to ask those questions that the defense should have asked on like in the trial, right? Yes. 
And all Henry Fonda is saying, which is, this is my favorite part about this, is not that the kid did not do it. Henry Fonda is saying there is reasonable doubt with every piece of evidence. And I don't think that we can send a kid to the electric chair when there is reasonable doubt with every single piece of evidence. And he has to slowly convince everyone of that. And he, they go through one of the, one of the interesting things was, so when this, when this movie first started, I was like, oh, I I thought we were going to see the trial or at least bits of the trial. Right. And then we would get to the thing, but you don't, instead you get, you get the evidence from the trial as almost as it would have been presented to you if you were part of the jury, because you get snippet, 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 and eventually you get it all kind of put together and you get a story, right? Yeah. You understand how this murder happened. Such a such a genius fucking way of putting this oh, together, by the way. So smart. Just like this movie is like the the way that it's the way that it's created. I know it's a play, right? It was a play first, yeah. and it was a TV still, movie, even still, and then it was like, even this. even yeah. still. As a, someone, whoever the fuck sat down and wrote this play, yeah. I'm like, yo, bro, how fucking genius are you? I'm going to fucking Google his name, but go ahead. <laughs> um, anyway, I, so that that is one of my favorite things. And that's one of my favorite things about the U.S. justice system, right? It is supposed to be hard to convict somebody and send them to the electric chair or gas chamber or whichever way we're killing people at the moment. Because mm-hmm. the, the beyond reasonable doubt, should be an extremely, extremely high standard. It's like the point of our justice system, right? It's it's yes. the thing that makes it great. And I you feel are like it's innocent it, until proven guilty. And I feel like it's a thing that gets lost, right? It like it's very, very easy, especially like I, I, it's very, very easy to just make assumptions and go with your gut feeling, right? Without looking at all the evidence. Yeah, we, it, it's so easy to do. It's so easy to do. And the the fact that like one of these guys was able to like really explain to the rest of the jurors what beyond a reasonable doubt is 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 like the most impressive part Mm -hmm. it's like he he single-handedly was like saved the justice system with this with just this one thing and by the way as much as you're like none of these characters none of these jurors had names uh i named him frank so sorry you named him frank i just called him frank because that's was his name in uh once upon a time in the west oh yeah that makes sense so frank did you notice piglet was in this movie Pig- was he? Yeah, juror number two is Piglet. John Fiedler. Oh John my Fiedler. god. Fiedler. Wow, did I not notice that. Um, If you okay, so Andrew told me and if you go back and just watch any snippet of him talking, it, you can only hear Piglet. <laughs> it's so interesting. Oh my god. Yeah, he's Oh Piglet. my god. That and is he, Piglet. Yeah. And he's, well, I, I did notice that he was again, it's so interesting. Again, I want to point this out that this movie takes a movie, this play, movie slash whatever. Yeah, yeah. Takes special care to be like every single human being in this is a specific archetype, archetype of a person. Yeah. We're not just like it's not just twelve random people. We're picking twelve like human beings that we're gonna try to talk about humanity as a whole. Yeah. Through these twelve people, so we're picking twelve people, and he is basically the the guy who always gets bullied. Piglet. Yeah, little piglet, and he's little he's soft he's soft spoken. He has kind of a high pitched voice for a man. Like he doesn't know how to stand up for himself, and then eventually, like does. Yeah, and, and it's end, because of the strength the of end, others. Does yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's very sweet. <laughs> we get him. I I really liked the the one character who is supposed to be from like he's like from the wrong side of the tracks. Like he grew up yeah. in like tenement buildings his whole life or whatever he said. I really yeah. liked him as a character. 
Mm-hmm. Um, because I think you that's, start that's talking Jack like, no, I know these people. This is how blah, blah, blah. And then yeah, yeah. The, the thing that, that switches his vote is when they point out like, bro, no one. I know this knife. This is a fucking it's a switch knife. Switch, yeah, it's a yeah, switch, it's a switch blade. blade. Yeah. No one would stab downward. You got to stab forward. Yeah. It's like. And it's these, just like, like not I, how you use that that type of yeah, knife. It's like it's like they have they the way that they change everyone's mind is specific mm-hmm. to the person's character. Yeah, it's specific to their circumstance. And I will say, like when I was on juries, the the things that like the the arguments that usually swayed people from one way or another would be because somebody would be like. Um, I actually know that building that they're talking about, that the cop is talking about. I live mm-hmm. down the street from it and there's no way that X, Y, and Z happened because I know that building or I know that intersection. Or somebody would be like, I actually have experience. Like I, I've met, I like, I have a person in my family that's like this. Like, it, you know, yeah. it's like that kind of thing. Where Everyone you're just brings, like, yeah, sorry. And that's, and that's one of the reasons you have a full jury, right? It's because you have the ability to bring all these people together. They can collectively look at the evidence. Each person sees something different, right? And each person can kind of explain what they see, what their life experiences is, why they feel like they're an expert in this. Like it, it's, it's so, or not an expert, but why they feel like they can speak to it, right? Mm-hmm. It's so good. I also, I was obsessed with that knife part when he pulls out the second switchblade that is identical <laughs> to the switchblade. Henry Fonda did literally just went out to the fucking went out to that neighborhood and was yeah. like, I'm just going to walk around, yeah. walks into a fucking random shop. And this knife that they were like, it's one of a kind, only one person because we asked the store owner. He's like, bro, I bought this. It cost me six bucks. It was yeah. nothing. Six bucks is kind like, of a lot in 1957, I think, actually. I don't know how much it was, but I think it was six bucks. I can't remember. It was, how much no, it was, it was exactly six dollars. You're correct. OK, he's like, I, I bought this. I bought this blade. Yeah, like this fucking and what I loved was that that was one of the first things that they pointed out. And that was one of his first things that like, yo, the defense didn't do their fucking job. Mm-hmm. All I did was walk out there and fucking do this. And that, look, I found the fucking exact same knife. Yeah. Not hard. Yeah. Um, by the way, six dollars in 1957 <laughs> was almost sixty seven dollars today. That's a lot. Oh, that is a lot, especially for a poor kid from the tracks. You know what? Yeah. Fucking, you're, you're dragging me right. That fucking kid did do it. He's guilty. <laughs> I don't see how you got that from this. Um, but okay. one, th- <laughs> one thing I really liked was again, what you exactly said, which is that all they did was prove that he it, it was with reasonable doubt. Yeah. We don't know who actually killed they At no point do we know who killed it. It could be the fucking kid. The fucking yep. kid could have still killed the father. Absolutely. But the point is that he didn't kill him the way that it was portrayed in the in the through the evidence it's it's yeah that's what it is it's the point the point is that the in no way did they say okay there's no way this kid did this right like there's there's no way what what he pointed out was there's no way that the prosecution proved that this kid did Mm -hmm. this and that's the best that is the best part of this movie it's it like I mean, it's not like all the characters and everything in this movie is like basically perfect. But like, but that is like one of the best parts where you're just like, this is not like a movie about a kid being railroaded. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's not what it's about, which is so interesting. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. It's basically, yeah. So some kid gets railroaded and then like this fucking Henry Fonda. The point is like, that's not what it's about. He doesn't get railroaded. He just like. Sorry. So, yeah, yeah. No, I was just gonna say, like my brain. Uh, I got the CTEs if you, if you haven't realized. But um, yeah, I was just saying like Henry Fonda is the fucking ultimate human, the ultimate good human being. Dragon. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and like he's the one who fucking comes it steps in and has to fucking save this kid. Mm-hmm. And like and I even like that he just started to present this case a little bit and then and especially with the knife. When he took the knife out, then mm-hmm. he was like, you know what? I'll tell you what, I'm gonna ex- abstain my vote. Yeah. Everyone else vote. If I haven't at least convinced one person, then I'll you know, I'll, I'll fucking just concede and we'll move on. And I mm-hmm. could think that was his way of just being like, look. If none of you are still paying, if you guys are not still paying attention, then I'm just wasting my voice here. Right, right. Yeah, I'm just talking at a wall. Yeah, and and it's the old man, right? It's the old man that gives him. Um, they never, they never explicitly say who it is, but I think it was the old man, the the second jury, the the one who like says his name at the end. Yeah, yeah. I I just called him. him, I just called him the old man the whole time. Yeah. I one of my favorite things about that old man. First of all, I loved that character. Such a sweet old man, right? Mm-hmm. And I love how like one of the guy, the aggro guy, like threatens him, and another guy goes to him and goes, "If you fucking threaten him again, I'm gonna lay you out." Yeah. And the aggro guy immediately backs down when there's an yeah. actual threat of violence. The aggro guy is like, "Well, I just, you know." Like... No, yeah, yeah. Oh, but he's like, he's big and he fucking yells and does this. But the mm-hmm. moment someone stands up to him, he's like, "You know what? I'm gonna go sit down." A I, true bully. I, I, a true bully. Yeah. You know what? You don't have to. You have to attack me like that. <laughs> Berto, I know you I know you've been bullied plenty. <laughs> <laughs> um uh I I just loved him and I I also loved like his piece of evidence was to be like the old man that testified I don't think could have possibly made it, made it there. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's I, him bringing his thing is like I I'm fucking old. Yeah. I know how hard it is as an old man to fucking walk. That also that also had a fucking bit limp leg. So it's like, there's definitely no way they could have made it. And also, like, his point of being like, listen, I don't think that the old man was necessarily lying. I think he thinks that he, he said that. But I also think part of him is like, he's old, he's not that important, and he wants to be important. And this is a way that you can be important, right? Mm-hmm. I That was, like, such a sad, it's such a sad thing that, like, is true, you know? Yeah. When old people get become irrelevant, it's extremely sad. And someone sad. comes by, and someone so, comes by, and it's like, "Hey, uh, hey, could you be important for a bit?" And he's like, "Did I see? Of course, yeah. I saw what happened. Of course, I heard what happened." Yeah. Despite the fact that like the train was running by, and he's like, "I couldn't hear shit. No one no. can hear shit at that point." No, and that that was so. I don't know. It was very like it 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 was just like a very sweet. <clears throat> but then also the the woman the same thing which is like she she was like i i fucking saw what happened from the train and they went to this great depth to show that you could see what happened yeah and it turned out she wasn't wearing her glasses yeah and then they were like yeah i i noticed her she was an older woman she yep. didn't want to wear her glasses because she felt like she wanted to look pre- pretty and present herself yep and it's like and they went to depth to be like she she definitely she was too vain to admit that she didn't wasn't wearing her glasses. That she mm-hmm. needed glasses to, to to be able to do these things. And and another and another situation where they were like, I don't think that she was lying. I think that's what she thought she saw. But yeah. that but you know that's the problem with eyewitnesses, right? You like you think you see something, but you like eyewitnesses I mean, are not that reliable. <laughs> yeah, the, the amount of evidence that's terrible. It's just it's, I mean, really, it's it's, a, it's such an interesting thing that we take so many things for granted, and yeah. it's like the amount of evidence that is not reliable is like it's crazy <laughs> also like i really like the fact that they pres- the, the day is the hottest day of the year they are yeah. all talking about how fucking hot it is and you know how angry people get when they when it's hot dude <laughs> and it's like 
Yeah, it, it's I like that that that's what starts the tensions and that yeah. starts the tension, but it helps the tensions. It's like, um, did you ever see Do the Right Thing? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen Do the Right Thing. And Do the Right Thing, they explicitly say it's the hottest day of the year. Mm-hmm. And it's meant to be like, bro, tension is going to like any little spark is going to ignite things today. Mm-hmm. And that like that's kind of what happens. And then it's not until it's the the jury's at six, six, where they're like, we're we're deadlocks. We're about to stalemate. That's when someone like looks up and he's like, oh, shit, we got fans. And he turns the fan on. And then suddenly, like everything starts to like start accumulate yeah. and roll together. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, and then, and finally it gets to nine, three, and then it's the old dude who's like, oh, you know, those people dragging, oh, those people, those kids. The racist guy, you mean? Yeah. And then they're all kind of like, they shun, they look away and he kind of just admits like, like he kind of has to take it as like, oh, no one is on my side. So, yeah. so yeah, I may as well I, give up. I may as well give up. I'm on an island by myself here. And then yeah. it leaves it down to the two people, the, the fucking, the smarty boy and the, the hothead. Uh-huh. And by the way, the the can I just say the scene with the hothead and uh Frank, yep. where he they're like, let me demonstrate the knife where he pulls the knife back. I was like, why am I sweating right now? I was fucking sweating. <laughs> I was like, I, this is not an action movie, and yet they just snuck an action scene in. I it. was also like, the balls on Henry Fonda are oh, yes, he stood to him, stared him right in the eye, and he was like, like basically like, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. You don't have the fucking balls to stab me. And he was right. He did. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't have the balls to stab him. It's like when one of my one of my other favorite parts about this movie is like at the very very end, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you the the old man asks. Uh, I believe it's the old man asks Henry Fonda like, "What do you do?" And Henry Fonda's like, "I'm an architect." <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> a quiet, an everyday you know, human like, being. Nothing. Uh, nothing. Nothing special. Nothing amazing. He's no. just just a good person. Yeah. That's all it is. He's just a fucking the embodiment of goody, of goody, of mm-hmm. goody, goody. Well, um, the, the interesting thing with this, too, is like, so at the end of the day, everybody has to go home. Right. And they have to think about the day that they just had and like yeah. what they were going to do versus what they decided to do. <clears throat> and Henry Fonda is the only one that can go home and be like, I did the right thing the whole time. Like everybody else had to be like. Even if they changed their mind, like, right, even if they, like, thought about what Henry Fonda said and said, you know what, I believe him, I think he's right, I'm going to change my vote, they still have to know that they were originally going to send that kid to the electric chair. I know, but at the same, at the same time, I would also just go home and be like, bro. Yeah. Uh, thank God that I fucking listened Bullet to dodged. Him. Yeah. <laughs> thank God I listened to him because I was about to send the fucking kid to the to the yeah, lecture. To the who chair. didn't deserve it. So yeah. you know what? I'm a good guy because or, I was noble enough to change my fucking mind. A kid who maybe deserved it, but it just like wasn't clear. And that's the yeah. issue. It wasn't clear. It wasn't obvious. That's the yeah. biggest issue. Um, um yeah. And then, of course, it ends with just like fucking uh, the angry guy breaking down in tears because he's like, oh, my son. Absolutely. My sobbing. son. When he ripped up that picture, I was like, no, don't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he finally just admits like, I I know the kid is guilty yeah. because but I just didn't want to because of my son. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking great. Anyway, um, I also love that Henry Fonda is the one that stays with him in the jury room to like get his yeah. coat for him and like he gets him. his coat for him and he comforts him because he's like in the end because like I, I, what I loved about that is that it's like this thing of like they, them two were the main two jerks. Yeah. And you would think that Henry Fonda would be like, ha ha, I won. Yeah, I won. But he doesn't. 
he yeah. goes over to him and he's like, bro, I didn't win this. There's no winning and losing in this. Mm-hmm. Like, all I did was just argue a case. There's no winning and losing. Yeah. Like, let's just let I I have to now support you because you like I was just thinking you were just like pure emotion. Yeah. And it's like, it's not your fucking fault. Like, this is this you take again. Who you are is is what you take in to the jury. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not your fucking fault that you were just angry. Yeah. That you were just like an angry guy. Um, Very good. I also at the end. At the end of this, I was like, oh, shit, they have to go back into the courtroom and tell the judge what their verdict. I totally forgot that they have to then like, it's not over. Like they have to go all put on their coats again, put on their jackets, go out there, tell the fucking like judge what their verdict is, like go through all that shit. I totally forgot. Like that guy that broke down in tears had to like (laughs) wipe his fucking face and man up and go out there and pretend like he didn't just cry. Mm-hmm. And then and then pretend like he was the one who convinced everyone else. Yes, I'm sure. Which is what I would do. I almost guarantee that that <sighs> man went home and told his wife, like, yeah, I saved a guy I from the electric the chair today. today. <laughs> it was me. It was 11 to 1 and I was the one. <laughs> you also get like, I when I was watching it, I was like, man, this this dude has definitely been telling his wife or some his drinking buddies or something like about this case the whole time and like just just been talking about how guilty this kid is the whole fucking time you know it you know that's exactly what happened um i like the i liked how quiet uh jack klukman was who's he's the he's the guy that was on the wrong side of the tracks guy that grew up yeah. in like uh the what what did they keep calling it the slums no what did the they slum. call it i, I think i I forget there is a yeah. word that they use. He you know, he's a, he's the odd couple. He's one half of the odd couple, the show from oh, the sixties oh, or seventies, seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know, I know that I know him. It just yeah. I like for some reason in my head, I was just like, Yep, these are uh just Henry Fonda and eleven random people. No, no. Even though I know, I know for a Dude, fact Ed that they're ba- not. E.G. Martin, Joseph Sweeney is in a lot of stuff, <laughs> Lee Cobb is in a shit ton of stuff. Um uh <laughs> Ed Begley is in a so no, much I, shit. I know, I know. It's just like I'm so like I just don't know this era of Hollywood. Yeah. So like I it's not like I saw these people and was like, oh my god, a who's who's cast. Yeah. It's like I literally only know Henry Fonda. Obviously Piglet. <laughs> yeah, Piglet. Sweet Piglet. <laughs> um, yeah, it was very it this I mean, we could go on and on about this movie, honestly. It's so fucking good. Yeah. All right, Dragon. Yes. Uh, do you want to end this bad boy off? Do you have other things you want to mention? No, I think we can. I think we can wrap it up. All right, Dragon. Final thoughts. Um, ten out of ten. Absolutely loved it. This is like a. This is. I wish I had watched this before. I also completely forgot to watch the Amy Schumer uh parody thing of this. Oh, you should you should watch it. I, I will watch it. I will watch it. Especially having watched just watched this because like. That man, she—it's an entire episode. So she, yeah. Amy Schumer, had a uh, TV show, and like I was, I, I fucking was a huge fan of Amy. Schumer. I love that TV show. Yeah. So, something happened like five, six years into the, her career that she just was like, you know, what? I'm just gonna stop being funny, and like, you know, unfortunately, we've all suffered because of that. Because <laughs> and honestly, like you watch her show, if you watch her show, the first like four or five seasons of it are fucking genius. It's yeah. so funny. It's so mean. It's so funny. It's so like hilarious. And then just like, I think the last season just, it wasn't, it just didn't hit the same. Yeah. But this was one of the, episodes. I think it was in the second season or third season. And the entire episode was just a parody of this, 
except being like, is Amy Schumer hot enough to be on TV? <laughs> and you have the jurors going over it. And especially watching this movie, I was just sitting there like remembering those clips, <laughs> just being like, wow, the accuracy. Yeah. The, so whoever fucking wrote this must have sat down, watched this movie multiple times and just been like, I got, I got guys, we got to fucking just <laughs> lean into this hard. I assume the whole writer's room for that show just sat down and watched this movie on repeat. And then they, cause everybody took a juror. <laughs> Her writer's room was insane. The, the yeah. people that were there were fucking insanely yeah. funny. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, but I, I think it's really funny. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, so um, the the only other thing I'll say is like each you're you're right that each juror is like an archetype of like a person, and it's it they each play it so well and they each play it so quietly. It's just very very impressive, very mm-hmm. very impressive acting, very very impressive writing. Everything about this is great. It's a smashly. It's ten out of ten. It should be mandatory viewing. Like, I think. Um, it also teaches you a lot about the U.S. justice system. So. <laughs> there so- you go. I saw this movie when I was in high school. But of course, in high school, it's like, you know, fucking being insane. You know, like, I don't give a shit about yeah. fucking this movie. Black and white movie. This has to be stupid. Yeah. Um. So I saw it and I, I seem to remember being like, yeah, it was good. But I didn't think about it the way I would think about it now, which is yeah. like, oh, this is this is not just a movie or a, a play. It's like telling you about the human, like what it is to be a human being and also like the American justice system, which is mm-hmm. like, this is this is why we do this this way. Yeah. <laughs> and also just to be like, bro, everyone should be like fucking Henry. You should be like Henry Fonda. Mm-hmm. But no one is like, very few people are like that. There's, it's there's hard. No reason. It's hard to be Henry so, Fonda. One of my favorite things was thinking about the, I, th- I thought about this m- multiple times in my life, which is um, I, I remember I went to the Holocaust Museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't worry. Don't worry. I'm going to get back to it. I'm going to get back to the, where I'm going. Right. I went to the Holocaust Museum and they had an exhibit called the the Good German. Mm-hmm. And basically it was just an exhibit where it was like this. You see this person. This person was someone who like ratted their ratted people out. They were like Jews are hiding over there. And this was a person who hid Jews and blah, blah, blah. And talking about like in life, you want to be the good German. You yeah. want to go against when you see something wrong, when you see something bad, you want to stand up and be like, no, you can't do this. And as much as that, sh- that they were like, we should all strive to be the good German. I'm like, bro, no, 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 no. Most, Most people, people aren't. Yeah. Most people are the people who would just be like, ah, that's not my problem. This, yeah. The, the, whatever. Let's go. That's that's happening over there, and like it's it. There's very few people, and this is in every single thing. And I'm gonna tell you right now, if you think you're the good German, you're fucking not. All right. right. There's, um, everyone thinks they're a fireman until they get up. They they see fire until fire hits them, and then they go like, "Holy shit, that's hot." Yeah. <laughs> you know, we all think that we'd be the person who's going to run into a burning building to fucking save children. No, no, no. There is like one in a million yeah. of the people who are willing to do that, who will do that. So, you know what I mean? Like, don't stop thinking that you're the hero of the story because you're not. And you've got, but you should strive to always try to, like, try to become that, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but don't sit there thinking, like, yep, sitting on my couch, never, never practicing something, never putting myself in a difficult situation. Nope. You know what? Don't worry. Don't worry. When it happens, I'll fucking, <laughs> I, I'm like, I'll fucking, I'm just game. Okay. Yeah, I'm game. Yeah. I'll see lights, red, bro. <laughs> when, when the lights turn on, I just, that's when I come alive. Okay. Sure. Everyone um, thinks that. 
No, it, it, it there it it's true. Henry Fonda is like the one in a million that was like willing that would be willing to do that, and most people yeah. aren't, aren't willing, and and they yeah. don't realize that they're not willing until they get into the situation. No, it's just you know the, like how how pressure pressure tests everything, and how do you know who you are unless you're you get pressured, right, Dragon? Yeah, exactly. just like me, Dragon. I am a dragon. What am I? Uh, man's man. That's right. No, how do you know I'm a man's man? I know I'm a man's man because when I'm getting the shit beat out of me. Like literally when yep. I'm getting the fucking shit beat out of me, I don't go, you know what? I should run away and leave here. Instead, I go, all right, how much longer till till the guy tires out? <laughs> how do I know that's the case? Because that's exactly what happened to me. See, <laughs> I did the in my my last fight. I basically did the Homer Simpson defense of all. Oh, he'll punch me in the face so much. That he's gonna tire out, and you did the rope. You did the rope a dope. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just take so much damage. He'll tire himself out. Yeah, well, you don't realize you don't realize how much you can take until you put yourself in that situation. Honestly, and most people will like, and and there's nothing against it. Most people will literally just be like, you know what? I'm just gonna turn over. Like he's gonna put his arm around my neck, and I'm just gonna give him the choke and tap out. And all my friends will be like, bro, that's yeah, that totally. Hey. I'm like, hey, it sucks. It happens, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you don't know if you're going to do that or if you're going to be the guy who just sits there and is like, no, I'm going to keep fighting out of this. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah. I don't give a fuck how much CTE I'm getting right now. I'm going <laughs> to fight out of this. You don't know if you're that, that person until you're pre- confronted with it. Yeah. And the only reason I know that I'm the type of person who's like, ah, I'll just take the head damage. It's not a big deal. Is because in that situation, I did it. Your, your, son, is, your son is going to take this clip someday and be like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is my dad at CTE. <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> sorry, right, too yeah, much, sorry. too far, <laughs> too far. Oh, that's hilarious. No, um, anyway, um, yeah, ten out of ten. Ten, 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 highest ten yeah. of, literally highest of recommends. You should. This should be like mandatory fucking viewing, like multiple times in people. Oh, lives. this is this is one of those like uh, movies that I want to show my son to like teach him how to be like. You want to be you want to be Henry Fonda. Like you yeah, want to be able to stand is- up for things. Again, you have to show him movie the movies like this at certain points in their time in their life. Yes. I feel like this is a movie you have to show when they're like twenty five. <laughs> no, I think it has to be a little bit earlier than that. Like twenty two. I, I want him. I it's like I I want him to be like a young man and to see this and to be like this is what you need to strive to be. You know, yeah, but it's so like I, I said, need to like get most... him at like I need to get him at like fifteen to eighteen. I feel like yeah, but fifteen to eighteen is just, he's too cynical. He's not gonna. He's well, not by then, but by then we have a good rocky base, right? So we have okay, a good okay, rocky okay, I'm base listening. I'm that listening. we can build upon, right? I think I I'm gonna honestly I'm gonna propose this to my wife and I'm gonna be like my chick. Yeah. I think we should just watch Rocky every Christmas on <laughs> Christmas Day. And to, hopefully that shit will seep into my son's head. <laughs> All right. And maybe this one we'll watch on like uh, Arbor Day or something. <laughs> this can be the one where you're like, son, you're 13 years old now. And I think it's time that I show you this. And he's just I, like... I feel like- I feel like this is a real thing we're going to have to hammer down. We're going to have to come up with like 20 movies that like we're going to have to show our sons. And, but at and, very specific times. Yeah. And we have to figure out what age to show yeah, it to them. Yeah. And which age to repeat it. Because there will definitely Correct. need to be repeats. <laughs> exactly. Maybe this is maybe this is a good movie to show like after he's had some kind of civics class. And he like has recently learned about the way our justice system works. And we can be like, come here. That's come here. Sit not down. a bad idea. I, like, I need you to I need you to see how it works in practice. <laughs> yeah. Not a bad idea. 
All right. All right, Dragon. Let's yeah, uh yeah, yeah. let's finish this bad boy off. Okay. What are we gonna be watching for next week? Okay, so for next week, I noticed, Berto, that you put in a movie here because I don't think I put this movie in, did I? I we agreed this last week. Did we? we talk about it? I don't remember. Yeah. Sorry, I... did you have another movie? No, I didn't. <laughs> I just okay. completely forgot to pick one. <laughs> we talked about this last week. I, I'm so glad we did because I, okay, so pre- I'm starting to get like pregnancy brain a little bit where I'm just straight up forgetting like I would, huge I things. would agree with you, except this is just, just like, just like whenever I'm like, I'm starting to get CTE and you're like, no, you've always been like this. Yeah. I, I'm telling you this. It's not pregnancy brain. This is just how you are. <laughs> I've never been so attacked in my life. Um, But anyway, so next so for next week, we're watching The Killer, which is the 2023 new David Finchies. It's a Finchie. It's a, Finchie. Um, it's a the new David Fincher movie. It is um, one hour, 58 minutes, and it is streaming on Netflix. Also uh, starring Michael Fassbender, Arliss Howard, Charles Parnell, and some other people. Hopefully we see Michael Fassbender's dick. We can only, we can only, fingers, um, crossed. fingers crossed. And yeah, that's what we're doing. All right. Very exciting, Dragon. Mm-hmm. All right. Why don't you go ahead and send this off? Uh, okay. Bye. Uh, okay. Bye.